0: put away the news headlines. Here's what actually happened in our market. I'm Kyle Wong with Moxie Colorado. I'm Corey Martin with Edge Home Finance. And as always, if you have questions, give us a call in the link below. We'd love to answer them. Okay, so today we're talking about the market, what has actually happened, what's going on. Let's just get right into it. So um, as you guys may remember, I closed on a house in January with some clients. And that was a time when interest rates were higher, higher than what we were uh, used to back in probably 2022, or at least early 2022, floating around. Six and a half (laughs) percent. Six and a half percent. I'm so glad you have that pulled up. Um, And so my buyer was very particular. She moved from California. She was looking for all this stuff. She had a very particular price range, wanted a particular payment, and that was great. You know why? Because not many other buyers were in the market yet. Um, there is still a ton for sale, or a ton compared to what we usually had. And she was she wanted this, that, and whatever. And so, again, as you guys may remember, we came in like 11k under asking. We got a like free home warranty, HVAC service and repair, a new windows, radon mitigation system, all the things that you could want in a house. And seller signed off; they agreed. Um, Pretty quickly, forward. right?
1: Like as far yeah. as like your like. The negotiation process was there a lot of back and forth there, or no, it was kind of like so. Sounds like the seller was pretty motivated back yeah. in January, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and they were just like,
0: pretty much, I'd send it over a text letting them know, Hey, we just sent over the inspection objection, and they're like, Cool, wouldn't hear back, would just get emails that I got signatures. I'm like, Okay, <laughs> I'll take that. Um, and so fast forward to today, um. Just for some context i've got five deals currently under contract uh and one of them man our clients had gotten beaten out a couple of times so we are going in on a deal where our buyers are more than qualified for the house that they want they've yeah. got cash to put down they're ready they're willing they're able they're all the good things that you want um but man even in the best uh, in the best of our abilities we're just getting beat out right and that's just yeah. the nature of it even the best sometimes miss out
1: on offers and that's okay maybe can you like just throw out some of the things that you some of the not not to go into too much detail but some of the offers that you threw out there like yeah. over the last month that you think would have gotten accepted in January Every single one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, every single one of them. Because what
0: we did since they had cash to come to closing and they were more qualified than any of the houses you know, financially that they were actually offering on, um, we would consistently come in five, maybe $10,000 over asking already. And the fact that we got beat out by other offers says a lot. And so of course I'm throwing in appraisal gap language. I'm throwing in limited inspections, obviously looking out for the best interests of my buyer. Still we're offering to pay for OEC,
1: owner's extended coverage on title insurance, um, all that stuff. That's huge, right? So like, so just to kind of, Like really, really kind of lay it out there. January, $11,000 under asking Mm -hmm. price, right? Yeah. $11,000. They're begging us for an offer, pretty much. Uh, Not many, not much negotiation either. Mm -hmm. Then we have April. Mm Mm-hmm. $10,000 Ten thousand dollars over asking, <laughs> um, you know, no seller credits, uh, you know, actually paying for some of the sellers like obligations yeah. and, and not even in, a negotiation, not even a negotiation nope. coming in third.
0: Fourth. yeah, Fifth. All right, I wouldn't say fifth. But. Okay, 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 okay. But, but anyway. But still,
1: <laughs> they, like that hurts your pride. Yeah, it, like, hurts, right, my pride right, right. it hurts my pride too. It hurts my pride too. But no, so that's, that's really what we're talking about here though is $10,000 under, or $11,000 under asking price in January, $10,000 over asking price in April doesn't get you the, the doesn't get you the contract. No. So no. kind of that's that's the mar- the change in the market here, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is that's, that's the difference
0: in the market. And it was tough. It, I mean, it really is like when you have buyers that start to get sort of an emotional connection, I sort of get an emotional connection. Yeah. You walk into a house, you're like, I love this. I see you guys love this. I'm happy for you. Let's get it, right? You submit an aggressive offer. I'm not even kidding. One of the offers they were so enthusiastic about, I didn't tell anybody this, but I was like, I reached out to the listing agent. I'm like, hey, I'm willing to reduce my commission, whatever we can do to wow. like put us over. The edge, um, which as a buyer's agent you can do that for your clients if you want to. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I get a text back, and they're like, sorry, we already went with another offer. There wasn't even like a counter offer negotiation, like I said. Um, and so that's hard, right? But at the end of the day, like I want to make sure my clients are happy with what they're getting into, and I don't want to overextend them. I don't want to overextend myself. And so we just moved on. And so that being said, um, a couple of them were like that. I'm under contract with another set of buyers who, same thing. They were doing pretty much the same thing, but down south in Colorado Springs. Right. Um, And you know, one offer after another. This one's kind of funny actually because we went to a house at 8 a.m. on a Saturday, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it just went live yesterday. Like we're gonna be the first ones in. You know, it's at a good price. It's exactly what you want. I said, meet me at the house. I'm gonna have the offer already written up. And if you love it, I'm going to send it to you for signatures and we're going to be gone. Right. Right. And so same thing, aggressive offer, you know, living in inspection, uh, appraisal gap language, all that stuff. They're the qualified.
1: Hadn't been on the market for 24 Not hours. Not even 24 <laughs> hours.
0: And sure enough, we look at the house. They love it. I get the uh, offer ready to go. Call the listing agent. I'm like, hey, man, awesome house. Love it. We're ready to submit an offer. What's it looking like? And they're like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we've already got a couple offers in hand. We've got a ton more showings today. And I'm just like.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh man! Uh, so it's a busy market right now. Right? Yeah, right. So to say in, the least, in quarter two, in Q two, <laughs> things are busy. Obviously, you're busy. Five buyers yeah. under contract. Uh, it sounds like and. From your experience and what I'm dealing with as well, it feels like there's just more people in market to not only sell their home, but Mm -hmm. also purchase a home. You know, from what I'm seeing on my end, I'm seeing more people willing to put in an offer. Right. So uh, in January, it was a lot of humming and humming about, Okay, so we get you through the qualification process or, you know, like one foot before the qualification process, like, oh man, I only need, you know, you to, uh, cross this T and dot this I and, you know, make sure your supervisor, you know, a letter from your supervisor saying that, you know, you're not going to be fired in 30 days or something like that. You know, very, very simple stuff. And, um, people were a little reluctant. And yeah. I think that was part of, you know, all of the fatigue that folks had from 2022. Mm-hmm. And then we also had some information out there or a kind of a big event that we saw happen in 20 in Q1, which we saw the Silicon Valley Bank. And uh, forgive me, there's another bank in New York, but two two major banks, two of the biggest banks in America collapsed. Yeah, And so they weren't able to actually pay out, uh, you know, or weren't actually able to pay out deposits to their, uh their clients and that was a big deal in the market uh we saw interest rates actually drop a little bit but that wasn't the commentary in the market right and so we still didn't see as much um, activity or many people signing up you know we didn't see as many mortgage applications see, nobody talks up. about the good stuff man right well they talk about they talk i think they talk about stuff can be good or bad, but they talk about it in a bad way. They talk about it in a negative yeah. way, right? And So versus us, you know, the guys, the innovator, the imitator and the idiot, we talk about things in a way of like, this is the good, mm-hmm. this is the bad, this is the, I don't know, we're gonna see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sometimes <laughs> you know? it's just
0: subjective. Yep,
1: yeah. so. Um, But yeah, I think that's what we saw here in in Q2, or I'm sorry, in Q1, where, you know, buyers were a little more reluctant and folks were a little, uh, just a little more scary to put in an offer. Yeah. A lot of humming and hawing. And so now we've seen folks get to a place where um, they they feel very comfortable putting in offers. They feel very comfortable getting out there. I think part of that is there's more inventory in the market as we're coming into the summer months and so more homes are on the market Um, there's more to look at more to be excited about
0: yeah and the other thing is like i remember sitting here having this conversation talking about our professional thoughts about what the market would come to in 2023 specifically in the early you know first and second quarter and I mean, that's exactly it, right? We haven't seen the bubble pop. We haven't seen the market (laughs) crash. And again, we've talked about things like potentially artificially holding up the market. But again, guys, if if you're waiting, don't. Like if you want a house, get it. Um, But here's, here's the thing. So we said we really think that buyer expectation and seller expectation are going to to meet again. And once they do, it's going to be a hot market. And once again, that's exactly what we've seen. Um, So obviously early Q1, sellers were like, well, I like my old mortgage rate. I don't really want to move. Mm -hmm. And then buyers were like, I don't like this mortgage rate. I." I don't want to move either, you know? (laughs) And so now when finally people have kind of met their expectations, they're like, all right, this is just the new normal, right? This is just how things are. And so now they're finally ready to move forward. And again, seasonally, as you guys probably know, spring, summer, hot, ready to move. Um, That's when more houses go on for sale. That's when more buyers move in. Yep. And you know, after seeing
1: what we've seen, the market or the, the data supports that. It's just been crazy busy. Yeah, the one thing I think that hasn't happened when we talked about Q1 uh, market updates or predictions was interest rates dropping into the fives. You yeah. know, I think that that was like the expectations, um, was dropping into the high five. Right now we're around six and a half percent, little just under six and a half percent. You think so, they still will? Uh, yeah, I still think they will by the end of the year. It's just a matter, it's just a matter of when. Hmm. Um, based off of what we're seeing, you know, in the market, as far as just the economy itself. Uh, So the everyone in the the market, everybody in the economy, the Federal Reserve, all of the pundits, CNN, CNBC, everybody believes that we are headed towards a recession. Uh, Some folks say that we are already actually in a recession and in a recession, we tend to drop mortgage rates to kind of help Curb the recession. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, I don't want to get too far down into like an economics class or anything like that. But um, you know, if most people agree that we're in a recession right now, or we're headed towards one, you know, there's maybe one other factor towards that. Then we will, uh, then we'll, we will certainly see interest rates drop into that high fives number um, pretty soon. And we think that that's also the sweet spot for yeah. buyers as far as like interest rates go. Um, it doesn't necessarily, you know. There's a big difference between you know five and a quarter and five and three quarters, right? <laughs> yeah. But to most people, all they see is that five, and that's that's, that's what it. they're comfortable with. Right. And so as well, six is like, ooh, ha, ha, that's a lot. I don't know, but five, you know, six and a quarter is, uh, mm-hmm. or six and an eighth is, you know, too much. But six or five and you know, uh, five eighths, you know, or six seven eighths, I guess. Uh, It's just fine, you know, and so um, it's one of those things where people really feel much more comfortable with an interest rate in the fives than they do in the six. And so I I anticipate that even if we see interest rates go drop down to fives um, in the time period that. Would normally be a slower time, you know, coming to the fall or the winter. If we see interest rates drop within the fives, we'll still talk about artificially holding up the market. Yeah. I think we'll see that happen then, uh, just because there's so many people that have been on the sidelines um, because of interest rates right now, yeah. and so you know, once they get to the fives, they'll jump back into the game. And, you know, even if that's, if that's in the summer or if that's in the winter, they'll still be looking to purchase. Yeah. Here's another thing that made me think of is, have you heard of the,
0: uh, have you heard of, I know have you heard? know, <laughs> the new loan leveling adjustments?
1: Yes. I so want to just talk
0: about that really quick. Cause I have like a brief overview, but I'm sure you can explain it better.
1: Yeah. So what's happened here is um, our government is saying, Hey, look, like, we have to do more to be able to get people into homes. The there's an affordability crisis, and so we're going to make some adjustments to say that uh, to to make it easier to get into a home. So, based off of when you apply for a mortgage, there's certain factors on your application that are going to either qualify, disqualify or add uh, certain risk to your account, certain risks to your file. And with that risk, they're going to add maybe a bump in interest rate to alleviate that risk. So let's say uh, your credit is at a certain level, that you know, is, is below a certain level that they'd like to see. Mm-hmm. There maybe could add 25 percentage points or basis points to your interest rates to alleviate that. that. What's happened is the um, the government has said, you know, listen, we're going to adjust these rates. We, we, we've done that. Um, we've adjusted our interest rates to alleviate people who maybe have higher risk, but it's a little bit harder for them to get into a home. Mm-hmm. And on the other end, some folks have complained that while they have, alleviated or or made things a little bit easier for those folks who have a little higher risk some folks who may not necessarily have the same risk level are paying for the for for um the the more riskier folks right and so um what we've seen now is that the government has kind of looked on and looked at its policies and said okay is this sustainable is this uh, is this the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. Is this the best way for us to keep up our economy? And is this the the model that we want to uh, to go after? Um, in order to you know, in order to help make you know, in, in order to address this affordability crisis. So yeah, um, you know, it's still in the works. We're still working on it. Uh, we I ain't working on it. Um, don't email me about this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're still working on it. You know, and I think that. Um, Dare I say, I trust that we have some smart people working on this to make sure that, you know, we are on one hand, we have a good goal. Yeah. Addressing affordability. Yeah. On the other hand, we shouldn't make folks who necessarily have done everything the right way, have have not had the credit challenges or the credit risk, (laughs) uh, those things. um, We don't want to want to punish them for making good decisions either and having good, good financial habits, too. Yeah. No. And you, you, I think you said it
0: right when you said it's good that we have now addressed the issue collectively Mm -hmm. and that we're going about it. I think it's the way that we go about it that a lot of people have issues with. And, you know, I'm not going to give my opinion about it because A, I don't know. And B, it doesn't really matter. But, um, you know, time will tell. Like, we'll see if this is an effective move or if there are tweaks that need to be made, which likely there will be with all things. Um, But at the end of the day, I have heard this a lot recently. Is like, Well, I've got like a decent credit score now. I've been working on this for a long time. That's great. Improving a good credit score to make it a great credit score is a lot, lot easier and better for you than trying to fix like a mangled really bad credit score. Right. And here's the other thing. People have said like, well, I'm just gonna go mess up my credit score then, rack up a bunch of debt. Don't do that. It's still gonna be much more expensive for you. (laughs) Trust me. What we're saying is there's a little adjustment. It was explained to me like this. People with great credit scores or good credit scores are here and people with bad credit scores are here, maybe it's shifted a little bit like this, okay? So, yeah. don't, so don't drop your nice 700 down to like a 580. That's not gonna help you, don't no. do that. No. Keep working on your credit. Um, I hope when I hear people say that, that it stays
1: as a joke because don't take that advice. Don't mess up your credit. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't do that. So it's, when we're talking about this in practice, right? The folks who are using these loans I'll put it to you like this. If you have a, if you're high credit, then a lot of times, not everybody, a lot of times you would qualify for another loan product that would not even make this a problem for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. and, And that loan product that you would qualify for has... Great benefits to it <laughs> yeah. that that would not uh, that that far outweigh the benefits to the other loan product for lower credit borrowers. Yeah, so just that's that's it. Not everybody, but most folks. If you're if you have high credit, you're probably not going for that lower credit loan product. Yeah, it's, it's not just doesn't. So, yeah, don't don't mess up your credit just to uh, to get some benefits. You know, no. I think some would say that is cutting off your nose to spite your face. Right? Is that the something saying? like that? I don't. Is that the I saying? can't say I've <laughs> ever
0: heard that, but yeah. So just talk to your loan, your mortgage professional. I mean, ask them about it because more likely than not, this might not even affect you. Yep. Um, but if it does, if they're so minor that it's it's really just not that big of a deal. So. yeah um, that's
1: all that's q2 that's where we're at that's what's going on yeah if you have any questions about personal finance uh real estate real estate investing please don't hesitate to reach out to me i'm Corey martin with edge home finance yeah
0: and i'm kyle wong with moxie colorado um if you guys have any questions feel free to give us a call yes that is our actual number you schedule a call with our phones in the link below thanks guys thanks